Okay. Ready? We'll do. A, let's do one, two, three, four, five, and then clap on six. Okay. But do. But you got to do the ands. One and two and three and four. That. Yes. And then we'll clap five and and clap on six. Yep. Okay. Here we go. Ready? Mm-hmm. All right. Together, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Nope. Here we go. Okay. One and two and three and four and five and. Oh, I forgot to clap. God damn it, really? Hey, everybody. Welcome to I'm Okay, You're Okay. I'm not okay. You're not okay. With me, Bob Schneider, and your other host, Clint Wells. You're welcome. Woo, that was a long pause. <laughs> I know. Oh, God. Dude, I'm telling you, that's why I had... That's, now I'm seeing. Yeah, now you, now you know what I'm talking about when I say there's some long-ass pauses. That was unbelievably long. I know. Unbelievable. Okay. You're like one and well, two and three. You clap, and then it's like basically the entire <laughs> time of the entire universe, like from the Big Bang until now. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, in the very distance, you hear, clap. And you're like, uh, that, there's no way this is going to line up. We do, we do one and two and three and clap, and I clap, and then they completely finish filming Black Panther 2. It wins the Oscar, and then that guy retires, and then you clap. No, and then the third one comes out, but it's it doesn't do as well as the first two, and then they're not right. sure if they're. I thought gonna... it was. I thought it. I thought it was you clapping. They're no, no and then... I thought it was you clapping, but it was really just the sound of the third one coming out. No, 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 and then they're like, okay, we're gonna retire the franchise, but then this hotshot director comes along, and he's like, you know what, we're gonna restart the whole Black Panther franchise, and he does a new origin story. And then that becomes the number one movie in the world. And then it wins the Oscar. But it doesn't win the Oscar because there's a better film that wins the Oscar. And then the guy's like, uh, I'm going to make another one. And then he makes the Black Panther 2, which is the, but it's the reboot of Black Panther 2. And that does win the Oscar. And then the clap. And now here we are. So all that's happened. And uh, we're back at I'm okay, you're okay, I'm not okay, you're not okay. How are you? Uh... I'm, after that, I'm, I'm okay. After that nonsense, yeah. I'm... That just I'm, barely got you up to okay. I'm okay. Well, let's check in with the uh, I'm okay, you're okay uh, community here. We've got some emails to get through. <laughs> I'm just laughing at the community part. Like, if you just got all the I'm okay, you're okay, I'm not okay, you're not okay community together in a room, I'm just like, oh, I don't know what that would be like. Yeah, you're probably not showing up to the party that you threw. For no, them. I mean, I'm going to show up just because I'm curious. Anyways, I'm glad you're here, whoever you are in our community, for sure. But I just never, you know, who knows, man? Maybe Sam Jackson's in that community. How cool would that be if Sam Jackson became a fan of this podcast? Who's Sam Jackson? Oh, I don't know. Just maybe the biggest movie star of all time. He's made more money than any other movie star in the history of film. Gotcha, gotcha. You you went with Sam Jackson, which no one's literally ever called him in thirty five fucking years of cinema. Well, I'm I'm buds Samuel with him. L. Jackson. Yes, I either call him Sam or yeah. Sammy. Right. I don't. I, here's what I, here's here's what I, here's what I don't call Samuel. Samuel. Here's what I also don't call him. Sammy. <laughs> Could you imagine me seeing Sam Jackson at a party and going, "Yo, Sammy," <laughs> or or Samuel, which is Nobody's used the. Nobody's called anybody Samuel since fucking BC three hundred. 
Samuel, can you help me move this carsophagus stone into place? Yes, Bethik will. All right, sorry. <laughs> Bob Schneider reads the goddamn Bible. Samuel. No, nobody's called. Here, here's what Sam Jackson does when he hears Samuel. <laughs> does, there's just this sound inside him that represents hate that's like. <laughs> and then he just turns on a smile and he's like, hey, what's up? Well, he's got a real fucking problem then because that's his goddamn motherfucking name. So that's his that's his stage um, name, Samuel. But I guarantee none of his okay. friends call him Samuel. They're like Sam. They all call him Sam. For sure, they call him Sam. What's up, man? Or they're just what's up, man? What's up, man? <laughs> what's up, Sam? What's up, dude? Hey, they call. Here's what they call him. Hey, I bet you some of them do call him Sammy. Uh, I can't imagine it. I'm gonna look up. I'm gonna look up what do. Samuel L. Jackson's friends call him. I literally am Googling that. Here's here's <sighs> what neither of us call each other, Clint or Bob. It's just like, hey or dude. You and me. People call me Clint. No, no, but I mean, I don't. Call me when's Clint. the last time I said Clint? What's up, Clint? No. Or when you say, hey, what's up, Bob? You don't say that because we know each other real well. Like when you know somebody well, you don't use their name. It's unnerving when you're in a face-to-face convo and when they do say your name. Like you're in the middle of a convo. Dude, I went to the Piggly Wiggly. I was I was in this aisle to get bread, and Clint, they were out of bread. Like when they <laughs> drop your name in the middle of a convo, that's when you, Dude, you're, here, that's your cue to like you have to really lean into that part. Here's, here's what I know the problems are in the room <laughs> when I have to use my wife's name. When I say Laura to her, I know there's problems or there's people. Yeah, there's either never people good. or problems, yeah. but it's one of the two. Quite an overlap with those things, too. Yeah. People and problems. Because you're never calling your wife by her name. I mean, you might occasionally, but it's just like, hey. You do it to slow down a convo. I don't. All right, well, I'm going to try to get through this then. First of all, this is from Scott Wilmer. I can honestly say that I enjoy your podcast more than any other show I'm currently subscribed to. So that's Thanks, nice. Scott. Secondly, I wish it was a little longer. That's what she said? Ooh. <laughs> 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 that's what she said? <laughs> Thirdly, Bob's theory of time is one of the worst theories I've ever heard. I think I would have prepared more if I was going to be presenting this on a national podcast. Clint, you are a patient man. Lastly, I'm very surprised that you did not play Van Halen's right now to close the show. I think Sammy Hagar actually had a clearer theory on time. Thanks, guys, Scott. Wow. Scott started strong and ended up (laughs) just shitting all over me. So, hey, Scott, go fuck yourself. God damn it. (laughs) It's the worst theory of all time. That's what she said. Good God. All right. I certainly didn't, didn't hate that email. And let's check out with the gong committee. Gong. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next. Steve Schaefer or Sheffer says, a question for discussion. I've been a fan of Bob since uh, for nearly 20 years, and I've probably been to more than 150 shows. And there's a question I've always wanted to ask. You'll occasionally throw in a cover tune that sticks around for a few shows or maybe even a tour. It may not be as frequent these days, but I recall you playing songs like Blue Your Colts Don't Fear the Reaper, The Beatles Come Together, Morphine's You Look Like Rain, and even Blue Suede's Hooked on a Feeling. My question is, what makes you pick those songs? Are they songs you have a personal connection to? Is it something you think will go over especially well with the audience? Do you have an interesting arrangement you want to try? Or is there some other reason? 
You have a great catalog of songs, so when you step outside it, I'm assuming there's a reason you pick the songs that you do. Keep up the good work, guys. Love the show. And to prove it, I left a five-star review on iTunes. Steve in Tomball, Texas. Thank you, Steve. Oh, hey, that's awesome, Steve. And th- and everybody who's listening, uh, including Scott, who I just bonged, uh, yeah, leave a review. That really helps. Um, it just takes a second, even if you just click on the review, um, and um, it, it helps uh, people find this podcast. Um, as far as covers go, man, I'm telling you, I'm so reluctant to do covers. I just think it's like a hacky thing to do, to, to do covers, but I know people like them. And uh, so if I ever do do a cover, it's usually just something I really like. Uh, I'm not connected to music in a way where it's like, oh, this song saved me or something. I just, I'm a songwriter. So if I pick a song, it's just a song that I'm a fan of. I'm a fan of hooky things that come out of nowhere that are just different than anything else and become hits. That's, That's what I'm drawn to. Not because of necessarily the content or or anything. It's just like hooked on a feeling like I heard that when I was a kid. And I was like, I've never heard anything like this. I, lo- I love that song. And uh, Don't Fear the Reaper is just a weird fucking crazy ass song. I don't know. I just, yeah, I like hits. And uh, occasionally I like to play them. But they're like anything. I mean, I- I'm only going to play a-, a cover f- for a minute. And I don't know them. I don't know any covers. Like my dad knows a th- he could play a thousand songs right now that he hasn't written and uh but he doesn't write songs so i couldn't i couldn't do it i couldn't play one i couldn't even play don't fear the reaper and i've played that song many times i thought our cover of running on empty turned out pretty great uh yeah turned out fine oh just fine huh no it's no money onion uh i mean it's a cover of somebody else's song so like I said, I'm a I'm a fan of songwriting, and that's you know that's how I sort of base my a lot of my self esteem is based on my ability to write a song, and so I'm always looking at the songwriting element of things. So, I mean, for instance, like on Spotify this week, my Discover Weekly was it was all covers of '70s disco songs by all different artists and they were really cool covers and it was enjoyable to listen to. But at the end of the day, it's just a cover, you know, they didn't write that fucking song. We're, we're living in a time, you know, like where people are trying to like game the system by doing covers. And then people are like, Ooh, I love that song. It's like, yeah, but they didn't write it. They're just covering it, which is fine. It's fine to cover songs, but I who I don't care. I care when somebody writes something. That's the part that like interests me. That's the part that I find fascinating because it's mysterious and magical. Writing a song, covering a song, not mysterious, not magical. It's like a coloring book. If somebody's like, "Oh, check out this! Uh, I bought this adult coloring book and I, and I colored this picture in real cool. Check it out." Yeah, go fuck yourself. Did you make a picture? Did you draw a picture yourself? Did you create an image? No? Oh, okay, well then, bye. I think it can get interesting if you take a cover and, and reimagine it in a way where you, it, maybe it's a really popular song, but you're almost hearing it for the first time because of the way an artist took a great song and put their own artistic vibe on it. That can be fun. That can be interesting. Yeah. I mean, uh, like I said, I listen to 
probably two hours of people covering 70s disco songs. And uh, it was fine. Uh, it's fine. And I, the only the only song I kept, you know, the only song I, I put a heart on was some, like, super foreign guy doing something. I want to rock with you all night. I want to rock I with want you. to fuck your kid. Oh, is that Michael Jackson? Rock with you? Yes, dude's from off the wall. Uh, I guess I gotta un unheart that. Dude, <laughs> fuck me up. Now I can't listen to that shit. Let's move on to another email for fun. We're having fun. All right. Angela Ryder writes, Hey, Bob and Clint, I love the okay thing that you both do. It's not getting old, so don't stop. I know you explained where you got it from, but have you seen this? And then she linked this to a Key and Peele uh, episode where they both say, okay, a lot. Okay. Keep up the good work, Angela Ryder. Okay. Okay. I didn't know that they did that, but okay. Well, it's a, it's a fairly Thanks, common Angela. joke to say okay in a weird voice. Okay. 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 You're right. He right. Uh, our last email for the. <laughs> he right is not. He right. That's where it, I thought it came from. He right. Okay. He right. Uh, it probably did. I didn't. I certainly didn't get it from Key and Peele. Although I like Key and Peele a lot. Key and Peele's pretty funny. But I had not seen the episode that uh, she sent me. Dude, I just watched that. Um, the new Twilight Zone that he's hosting. Oh, I've heard it's so he... good. I can't wait to see it. It's not so good. Well. You you and I have divergent tastes sometimes. You don't like horror. Yeah, movies. we do. I wanted it to be good, I, I, but I only watched the first one. I think he wrote it, um, and it's weird watching him do a straight on Rod Serling. Yeah, like it's weird watching him being serious because you just think of him as a com. I only think of him as a comedian. So I think like when he's even when he's doing the Rod Serling part, I'm like when's it gonna get funny and it doesn't get funny because it's serious but you just see his face and you just want to you're just waiting for the joke but there's no joke so yeah. i don't it was not good it was okay i mean it was fine but man in the era of black mirror which is the you know the fucking standard uh you can't just bust out some old bullshitty Twilight Zone premise that like literally is from the 50s or 60s and expect that to stand up in today's world. Well, a lot I of mean, these comic book movies are from the 50s and 60s. Uh, yeah, they're not great either, most of them. <laughs> I thought you were saying you thought those were great. No, some some of them are incredible. Like the Gar Guardians of the... Yeah, but give Twilight Zone a goddamn break. You only watch one episode. I, I guarantee you I could find maybe seven Black Mirror episodes that by themselves, if you just watched them in a vacuum, you would have been like, these suck. Not every Black Mirror episode's good. The first one is horrible. The pig fuck. One. Like it's the, it's it's the the Prime Minister fucking the pig stopped me from watching that mo that series for two seasons, and then I only started watching it on the third season, and then I'm glad I did because most of I'd say half of it's great, and then a uh, quarter of it's not so great, and then quarter of it's like yeah, I, I didn't need to see that, and so maybe that's what. Twilight Zone. There's only two episodes. Now, if you want to watch something on CBS All Access that's amazing, Star Trek Discovery is incredible. It's so good. It's so good. There's two seasons. I'm, the second season's almost over. It's amazing. Is this, was this like from the earlier episode where I asked you what your star date was? What's the star date? Star date 2019. Bitch. We're on a 
podcast in the middle of outer space, in the middle of nowhere, surrounded by unlimited time and space. And you're entering Stardate. Uh, okay. Do we? Was there a question? No, no question. Was not every any? not every email is a question. Oh, there wasn't a question. Is that it? Are we done with the emails? Nope. We have another email. Okay. Now this dude, one here's here's the way my brain works. By the way, I'm still thinking about that dude who told me my fucking theory sucked. Like I don't have a good brain for for anything critical. It's so well, you're not going to like the next email then either. <laughs> well, read it. Um, I'll no, say I'm this scared. one about. I'll say this. Dude, I'm I'm actually scared now. I'm actually scared. I'll I'll stop doing the podcast if I hear too much negative shit. But keep going. What? Bring it. Bring it. What? I'm sorry. What? Am I talking to a little baby now? I'm a little baby, dude. I'm sensey as fuck, man. Oh, my God. Well, maybe right, we shouldn't it. read it then. Read it. You can't, all right, here's the thing. If you don't read it, I'll imagine the worst nightmares It's not of that time. bad. So, it's all right, well, then bad. read it. Read it. Episode 21, Bob's Peripatetic. Blitzkrieg of 360 vision paired with Clint's crystal clear and ever steadfast patience of Job erudition. Yields the following gem, and I guess he's quoting me saying, well, I guess my definition and understanding of time and reality are provisional. He wrote, ha ha, perfect. Not sure if I'm exhausted or enlightened, but at the soul's core of this episode's Tootsie Roll Tootsie Pop is simply the deeper realization slash affirmation that these are just two brilliant dudes trying to make it through this crazy, mixed up, muddled up, effed up, beautiful world as fathers, friends, artists, and willing passengers upon the space-time continuum. I'll be back for more EOB. Oh, dude, I love that. What was wrong with that? Well, like Scott and like me, he's criticizing your very strange philosophy of time. Uh, that's totally fine. I, I have no problem with that. Oh, I've, I mean, well, that's what really I'm, what Scott what was doing, too, right? Uh, I didn't like the way you did it, but uh, <laughs> I like the way I like the way this guy did it. So uh, this. Well, here's what this guy did that Scott didn't do. He led off with the bad news and he ended it with the, the sweet sauce. And that's really yeah, the, yeah. The, that's the cream of life. Yeah, if you're going to serve a turd... you got to smuggle it in. <laughs> no, no, you you got to present the turd and then cover it with a sweet gravy. Yeah. Now, don't do this. Present the gravy and go, mm, this is a delicious gravy. Oh, what's this? Oh, it's a turd. No, thanks. So it's good to, it's good to know what you're dealing with. But I don't even think he presented a turd at the beginning of that. He just He was just agreeing with you, which is fine, dude. I mean, what I'm saying is crazy. What I'm saying is nothing exists. Everything that you know is an illusion, and there's only now, and time doesn't exist. That's a hard thing to swallow, especially if you haven't done psychedelics. It's hard to, it's hard to even start thinking that that's possible. It's crazy sounding. So I get it. If you don't, if you don't buy into that, that's super fine. I mean, that's like me. It'd be like me trying to sell somebody on on religion who doesn't believe in it. They'd be like, "Dude, you're that's crazy sounding." I'm like, yeah, it is crazy sounding. I get it. It's not for everybody. It's just it makes sense to me. But just because it makes sense to me doesn't mean somebody else is gonna like it. I love some music. Some music is the fucking and it's the tits. And uh, I'll play it for somebody, and they're like, "Yeah, I don't." It's uh, it's I don't like it. I don't like the guy's voice. I don't like what he's talking. I'm like, what? This is the greatest thing ever for me. But just because I like it doesn't mean anybody else is gonna like it. 
it's, it's everything's subjective. Well, that is a very zen perspective that is unlike the person who is going to crumble under criticism. You are dude, you I'm are gonna, a zen I'm, you are a zen homie. You don't even know it. Dude, I'm I'm super sensey and here's the reason like if somebody doesn't like something I'm doing, my brain doesn't go to like, "Oh, they're just not into this thing." I really believe that I'm in danger of dying. <laughs> like it it's crazy. My brain is not I don't have a good brain. Like it goes right to death. You got a bad brain. It goes right it goes right to me being a little swaddled baby. I'm telling you, I see it in my head, clearly. I'm a swaddled baby with my eyes closed sleeping in a gutter, but next, right next to the gutter from uh, it, where it's a big gutter, and I'm going to slip into the gutter, and it's black there, and the rain's pulling, like, it's it's pouring into the gutter. It's pouring down rain. It's at night. It's cold. And I'm swaddled, but at any moment, I'm going to be sucked into that gutter, and I'm going to die. That's the feeling when uh, when somebody is doesn't like what I do. Like, And when I say it doesn't like what I do, it means I'm performing in front of a, a huge group of people, and they're all loving what I'm doing. But I look down, and there's somebody checking their phone. And now I'm that baby about to be sucked into the fucking it drain. That's how fucked up my brain is. Dude. Yeah, it's a mild overreaction. Slight, <laughs> slight over overcorrection like, and overreaction. And you're like, you're like, I don't want to hear it, dude. All right, but go keep. Let's go. Are there any more emails? I like that email, by the way. <laughs> well, Thank you. That was the last one for now. Although we have thousands and thousands of listeners, we can see the uh, schematics and the uh, details. Send an email in. Say something. Say something to us. I'm sure lots of people want to ask Bob a lot of questions, and uh, we'll read it on the show. Bob and Clint at gmail.com. But that's it for now. We're all caught up. Okay. Okay. Here I. What else can we talk about for four minutes? The crimes of Grindelwald. Oh my God, dude! I watched that shit last night. Holy shit! I've, that movie sucked. I've never even heard of it. It's like the new. It's the fantastical. Beasts. Oh, like God. it's the new J.K. Rowling no, no, series. No, 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 no. Dude, it was so bad. The, the new J.K. Rowling shit Holy is super shit. whack. Ugh. I'm watching. Uh, there's, there's a, there's a Netflix. There's a horror version of Netflix called Shutter. It's five bucks a month, and it's all horror movies. And they're doing this Joe Bob Briggs like. It's this old school throwback to 70s and 80s drive-in culture. And it's a super yeah, yeah. funny dude, Joe Bob Briggs, who like hosts. And so you watch these old movies kind of together with him. And he's super knowledgeable about old movies. And I watched uh, Chud last night with the Joe Bob Briggs uh, drive-in, the last drive-in. And had a fucking and how blast. was it? Well, see, this is where you and I differ a little bit. Movie, not great. But it's horror movies are the only genre of movie where it can be a bad movie, but you still have a fucking blast. Yeah, yeah. I get it. I mean, I like uh, I like sort of kung fu fight movies. Yeah, those can be bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't have to be great. They just like the action sequences have to be good. Yeah. And I guess probably there's something about horror movies that you really like that if as long as it as long as those boxes are checked, like uh, believability or story or arc or there's probably stuff that you don't necessarily care about so much. Well, just because in the horror genre, you can really the sky really is the limit on any kind of story you could tell. In most dramas that are set in reality, it's like 
it's it's a relationship drama between lovers or between families. That's really all the conflict is. And and Chud, a fucking evil corporation, is spilling nuclear waste into the sewers, which is turning sewage people in New York City, like bums who live in the sewers, into Chuds, which is an acronym for cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers. And that is fucking amazing to me. Oh, wait, hold on. Hold on. I got to loosen some of my stuff here. Zip. Okay, go. Keep going. <laughs> what are you? <laughs> oh, that's the new accompanying zip sound. <laughs> All right. So it was good. That was fun. Yeah, can, it's can just a fun a, ride. Can we talk about how fucking great Mandy is see that's what i'm talking about that that mandy represents the full potential of what's possible within a sci-fi slash horror film that you 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 can't do in a straight drama and it is a drama uh, that scene of him in the bathroom is so good that's oscar worthy right there dude i'm telling you i didn't know here's the thing all right if you're listening to this podcast if you haven't seen the movie mandy with nicholas cage it's on shutter do not do not watch a trailer do not know anything about it. Do, don't research it at all. Don't find out anything. Just watch it with no knowledge of what's going to happen. It, it blew my brain away. It's so wonderful. Isn't it crazy that someone wrote it and that they actually got funding and they made that? Isn't that crazy? It's okay. Did you watch his other film, the, uh, the first one, that's sort of similar called... Oh, behind so, the black rainbow, beyond the black rainbow. Yeah, 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 yeah. That one was harder. It's hard. That's yeah. It's a lot harder. It's like to watch there's no that. dialogue and it's very seventies. It, it yeah, it doesn't have Nicolas Cage, which who's, who's who incredible. I love, by the way. I am a fan every, of Nicolas Cage. Uh, when he's when you put him in the right thing, he's so great. Well, he always gives it a hundred percent, man. That's what uh, people make fun of him for, but that's what's so great about him is he he's just a hundred percent, dude. Mm. Mm. Love that movie. I wish I could watch more horror movies, but what happens with horror movies is if it's something, it, they'll get stuck in my brain, and then I have so much stuff I'm already afraid of, like in the real world. Like, if I start thinking about ghosts, and like if that starts, like I can't watch like The Conjuring or The Strangers or anything like where weirdos are showing up at your house. No, I don't watch uh, anything, I don't I, can't, I, can't I don't watch, watch home invasion like films cuz it's too real. But anything supernatural or satanic, it's fun cuz I know none of it's real. And then it's escapism from real horror like 8th grade. 8th grade was a real horror movie about Ugh, children and digital that. and digital culture and right. I, I just when I think about the landscape of the future with digi- like I was at the gym yesterday and literally just everyone's at the gym working out looking at their phones. Every day in traffic people on their phones. Like it's not yeah. that's not going to get better for all of well, us. Well, your your daughter's too young to do it, but my son's thirteen. All he does is just he's on his phone. Uh, all all of his time is spent on his phone, just like that. Just like that girl. Here's the other thing: I tried to watch eighth grade with my son. Literally, we're fifteen minutes into the movie, and he's like, "Yeah, that's not like eighth grade. That's like sixth grade." I'm like, <laughs> "What?" Anyways, hey, we're out of time. Yeah, we are out of time. Well, that was that was a quick one. Yeah. Well, go leave us a positive review if you like the show, and we know you like the show because you guys keep goddamn listening to it. Hey. Hey, okay. Okay. What else should we say before we split? 
Uh, listen to Clint's podcast, Metal Up Your Podcast. It sounds interesting, and it is. Check that out, and check out my podcast, The Song You're Club. going to say it doesn't um, sound good, but it is good. That's what you're no, going to say. I was going to make some joke about putting metal up your podcast. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then Bob's got a great podcast called The Song Club. He plays songs that he wrote, and he kind of explains how he wrote them and maybe even compares demos to how they ended up being recorded. And if you become a Patreon of his, you actually get those songs in your goddamn email forever. So it's a good deal over there at The Song Club Podcast. All right, cool. All right, we'll see you guys. All right, good. Thanks. Okay. Okay. <laughs>